What's up, my soul fam? Welcome back to another episode on the Reclaim Your Power podcast. I have a special guest today, my really good friend Tara. We met through a business mentorship group, actually, and we connected really well, and we're still in touch now. So I love this girl. She's amazing, and I can't wait for you to hear what she has to say. This is a safe space for all empathetic, intuitive beings to come together, unwind, talk about anxiety, spirituality, natural health and wellness, and more. So sit back, relax, and let's get into it. Okay, so for everyone who doesn't know, this is Tara, a really good friend of mine. Um, if you want to introduce yourself, you can. Sure. Um, hi, everyone. My name's Tara. I am a spiritual life coach, shadow worker, and intuitive medium. So that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, so amazing. I love it so much. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I work with... Um, conscious healers, authentic healers that are looking to combine the shadow and the light in themselves in order to authentically heal and step into their true power. Oh, it gives me goosebumps. I love it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's why I wanted to do this episode is to really get some insight on shadow work and how you discovered shadow work and everything. So Why don't you just start off by kind of explaining like your background and how you got started with shadow work, like what sparked that desire inside, I guess? Yeah, so it's it's kind of interesting because I have kind of a cliche statement of uh, it found me and it was something (laughs) that I've been doing (laughs) most of my life, but I just didn't know that that's what it was. And once I learned what the term was, I was like, oh, that's literally what I've been doing. That's what I've been wanting to communicate with people that I do. And I just haven't had the words to do that. And by not having the words, I've confused a lot of people, I think, on what it is that I do for a living. So I guess it, it, I mean, again, it's been around my entire life because I've struggled with depression since I was very young. Mm -hmm. And have just had to deal with a lot of grappling with my own shadows and my own darkness and understanding what that means. And I tried to lose weight. Um, I was 45 pounds heavier than I was in high school. And I struggled with a lot of self-worth issues. And I tried to do a lot of research because I'm a scientist. I have my (laughs) uh, bachelor's in chemistry. So I'm a huge research person, right? I just need, if if I have a problem, then what I just need is more information. So Mm -hmm. I was very confused at first because nutrition is very bio-individual. And this is before I had my health coaching certificate, so I didn't have this education. Um, And I was just overwhelmed by one article telling me to eat avocados and that they're good for you, they're healthy fats. And then the next article telling me that I shouldn't eat article, uh, I shouldn't eat avocados because they're going to make me fat. And I use this example all the time because it just, there's just so much conflicting information out there. And I was confused. Yeah. So 
I went to, I think we had access to an on-campus dietitian. I ended up going to a science um, backed workout, which is Orange Theory Fitness. And I basically, for, for all intents and purposes, I had the formula for success. I, I knew what I needed to do in order to show up and start getting, getting the results that I felt I so badly wanted. And I realized that I still wasn't doing it. I still wasn't doing the quote unquote right things that I knew at this point that I should be doing. So it wasn't a lack of education, but rather there was some internal block. So um, I had kind of realized that I had genuinely thought that I wasn't worthy of feeling good in my body. I thought that I just deserved to feel ugly and feel bad and feel like trash all the time. And this was a very deep seated rooted belief that I held. And mm-hmm. it's, it's still a shadow that I struggle with. It's still one that, that comes up for me, although less often and now I see it for what it is. I'm able to work through it a little bit faster as it comes up for me. But this was a huge, huge revelation that I had. And once I got through that and I worked on my self-worth, I worked on self-love and I focused my energy into that. That's when I was able to start losing weight. That's when I was able to start feeling better because I took the focus off of losing weight and more on feeling good in my own skin, which everybody tells you to do. But I thought it was bullshit (laughs) because uh, why wouldn't it be? you know, because everybody says, everybody says really nice things all the time. That doesn't make them true. Yeah, it's like, stay positive. Yeah, smile. Only. <laughs> like, you can't see I'm making peace signs while I say that. Um, I can see it. I can see yeah, it. Yeah, you know eye. exactly which peace signs I'm doing, because it's my awkward peace signs that I make with both hands for no reason. Um, yeah, so it once I once I worked through that, I became super into my health and fitness and well being in general. And that's when I had went for my health coaching certificate. And basically, my intention behind becoming a health coach was to help people work through the deep mindset work that goes into a health journey. But I was really like talking about it as like beyond nutrition and beyond going to the gym. Mm-hmm. And uh, after my mom passed away, I had to deal with more shadows of myself, um, particularly ones that I thought that I had worked through in high school in terms of some. Uh, we'll call it self-abusive behavior, just not self-destructive behavior. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of faced again with with working through these dark moments. And when I was going through that, I was already at this point part of the spiritual community, right? I, I was following people on Instagram and on Facebook that I really deeply, deeply admired. I even um, hired a life coach. I was working with one at the time that my mom passed away um, beforehand because it was unexpected. And nobody knew what to do <laughs> when, when I was grieving, like, it was like, it was just a lot of like, it gets better. And yeah, and kind of this avoidance of understanding what it meant to be in this very dark space. So from my own work, and from my own spirit, deep spiritual work in terms of understanding what it means to just be okay, when you're not okay, because that will happen because it's life. It doesn't matter how positive of a person you are. It doesn't matter um, even how much other spiritual work you do. Eventually, some fo- some tragedy will unfortunately strike you because that is life, and you will, or you will just be faced with some aspect of your shadows because they cannot be ignored. They will always be there. So I kind of. Um, I don't know, everything kind of fell into place at once for me where I was doing my intuition work, which is when I started developing kind of um, the first level of what ended up being my mediumship skills. And I started working on redeveloping my business after my mom had passed away because I had completely stopped um, for about a year in between. 
um, me starting my health coaching business and what I do now and finding shadow work (laughs) as a term and just seeing that and it clicking in my head and being like, this is what it is that I am intended to do. This is my deep rooted purpose is to help people understand their darkness so that they do not fear it but also when they do not fear it and they're able to sit with their own darkness then they could be a better support system for other people too and kind of creating a ripple effect of people being better allies for other people that are going through a difficult time yes I love that that's so powerful and your whole story of how like it came about and how you got familiar with it I honestly don't think it's cliche at all um I feel like it's really cliche it found (laughs) me one day and then I knew (laughs) oh my gosh no um it's super powerful though and I that's kind of the basis of my coaching and like what I'm putting out like I I want people to be comfortable with confronting those parts of themselves and like getting in touch with their with their power that we all have like at every moment um and just being comfortable with it like you said and uh going back to what you said about how like your self-worth was a shadow that you had to overcome and you're still overcoming Mm -hmm. do you mean kind of like these shadows are actual like I guess quote-unquote demons or they actually have their own um life form like can you like elaborate more on what shadows means like exactly yeah so basically shadow is an aspect of our personality that we try to repress or ignore but they're created for a reason so it's kind of like love thy enemy where we think that, and I think a lot of other shadow workers that I've seen in this space, like it's about like confronting them. And I don't know, like maybe there's some huge battle that you face with them or something. I'm not really sure what they do. Um, so like a limiting belief could yeah. be a shadow. It basically. is. Exactly. No, it is. That's exactly what it is. A limit- limiting beliefs are shadows. They're shadows of our ever being. These are things about ourselves that we try to ignore or wish that didn't exist. Um, mm-hmm. to, for me, the the trigger for knowing when it's time to do shadow work is usually when you're trying to reach a goal, cons- like you're trying to reach some goal and there's something that's blocking you. Like you just feel like there's a block that's keeping you from reaching that goal and not only reaching that goal, but reaching that goal consistently, right? Because some people can start, mm-hmm. for example, with weight loss because that was where I started. But so some people will be able to start to lose weight but then they can't stick to it. They can't stick to the regimen. Now, granted, there are there are other reasons why somebody may fall off the boat, um, but it's usually, it, either way, it usually stems from some sort of limiting belief, right? Because if somebody is, is struggling because they chose a very restrictive diet, then the question that you need to ask yourself is why did I feel it was necessary to pick this unsustainable extreme for myself? Right. Yeah, and right. If you're just in general trying to get on the bandwagon, you're quote unquote doing things in, in a healthy manner um, and you're still falling short, then it's why am I not able to do something that I know is good for me? But the thing is, is that our shadows are created to protect ourselves like they were there at some point, usually um, stemming from our childhood that mm-hmm. created it in order to protect ourselves. And it's usually like protecting ourselves from some from some sort of fear. Um, and in this case, this would be like a fear of failure. Um, and there's also just 
yeah and there there was i mean there's a lot of different things that came up for me when i was trying to for me getting to my core of self-worth right like why did i why do i feel like i genuinely am such a piece of garbage that i don't deserve to feel good in my body and for me that was like the idea that i i was too much um all the time mm-hmm. growing up like i would try to fit in and I constantly couldn't fit in so by me taking care of myself that that meant that I was like I don't know somehow taking up more space in the world than I deserved um just by existing Hmm. and also that um also just like with my history with my parental relationships and how they viewed me gaining weight and and stuff like that there's just a lot of internalized hatred from the society that we live in as well so some of it's you know, society, some of it's just my own, um, like how I felt in terms of my space growing up. But yeah, like those are those are the those are the questions that you need to ask yourself. So the limiting belief is almost like the I, I will say it's like the second layer of the shadow. So like the first layer is just realizing that there's some kind of block there, right? So like for me, that was I'm not losing weight, even though I really want to. So that's the first you have to have the the awareness around it first, then you figure out what the limiting belief is. So that's, wow, I really feel like I'm not worthy of it. But then the shadows mm-hmm. are actually like stemming off of the limiting beliefs for like actually what has caused this limiting belief. What is my ego trying to protect me from? Is it a fear of failure? Is it a fear of abandonment? Is it like a, a some kind of disconnection to my inner child where I was either scared to grow up or I felt like I had to grow up too soon or, or some other relationship there. So there's, I mean, there's a million and one things cause it's super individual, but mm-hmm. beliefs are a part of shadow work for sure. Yeah. And you kind of answered my question. One of my questions I was going to ask is just what exactly like is shadow work, but you kind of answered it there. It's almost just, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what I got out of it is shadow work is just getting familiar with these parts of ourselves that we've pushed down and working through it so we can like accomplish what we want. Right. Yeah. So we have, we, we, I think overcomplicate things and a lot, that's like my most frequently asked question. It's like, so how do I actually do shadow work? And I'm like, you, you just be. And by being, you're doing the work. <laughs> and and then I'm like, and then people are like, you're getting way too philosophical. I have no idea what you're saying. But <laughs> to me, there's, there's, there's um, I've kind of decided that there's two kind of corners of shadow work, at least in, in my work and how I've decided to facilitate this out. So you have like standalone shadow work. So that's like journaling prompts or like some external thing that kind of prompts you into thinking about mm-hmm. some shadow aspect of yourself. And I'll, and I think that especially if you're unfamiliar with shadow work and don't have some like deep internalized structure of shadow work, like I for some reason did in my life, um, it's a great way to start asking yourself the types of questions that are involved in doing shadow work. And then what I really try to focus on is integrative shadow work. So that's as things are coming up for you, how are you able to, you know, work through the deep, like continuing to ask yourselves why and the deep questions and sitting through the uncomfort of asking yourself those questions in order to get to the deep root cause and not to, um, you know, let them go like they're going to disappear forever, but just acknowledge them for what they are so that 
you know, in theory, you could kind of say, all right, I see you for what you are. And now I'm going to, you know, thank you and kind of release you for this moment, because it's not something that's serving me right now and be able to, uh, you know, work around that in order to actually push through the goal or be a better partner or be a better support system for somebody else in that moment too. Um, Cause like an example of, of doing shadow work, that's kind of not as personal that will affect other people because one of my whole things is how shadow work also affects your relationships with other people is you're out with your partner and um, your partner starts find somebody that they knew and they start talking to them and, and um, for the sake of this argument we'll say that the partner is male and they're you know straight cis hetero and they're talking to a female point is that you know that there's there's an opportunity for them to be attracted to this person and you get a pang in your stomach. So the first step is why do I feel this pang? And then you realize, okay, I'm feeling slightly jealous. Why am I feeling jealous? Well, they clearly seem prettier than me. Um, maybe they're smiling. My partner's smiling while they're talking to this person. Maybe I feel like they're not smiling enough when they're talking to me because I'm, you know, an old man and I've been around for a while. Maybe I secretly, <laughs> you know, maybe I, I secretly think that this person would be a better match for them. And then mm -hmm. um, thinking about why, well, wh what am I afraid of in this moment? Like, where is this jealousy stemming from? And you realize it for the sake of the, this uh, analogy that you realize that it's a fear of abandonment. Like you're scared that this person's going to leave. And if this person leaves, then that means that you won't be with anybody. And if you're not going to be with anybody, then you're going to die alone. And like you, you could start like kind of going from there. And but by realizing this and then kind of turning turning in and be like, OK, I realize that I'm just having like a fear of abandonment, but that's not what's happening right now. Like my partner is just talking to somebody that he knows. And I acknowledge that even if for some reason he decided to run off with this person, that I that doesn't mean that I will end up alone. And by doing that, like you could then continue on with your day. Whereas if you didn't do that work, maybe you act really passive aggressive to your partner for the rest of the day. And they have no idea what's wrong. But because you've made up this entire situation in your head where they're running away with this person, that that deeply upset you and you don't bring it up and then you lash out. So that's just like another example of like being able to kind of do the deep thinking work in order to work through um, a moment that seems uncomfortable. Yeah, and that's so crazy that you use that scenario because that's actually a shadow that I have been trying to work through for years now is the fear of like abandonment. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really crazy that you said that, like you're just calling me <laughs> out. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's so important because we're, we're not used to just facing our issues as they come in the moment. And I think that's like so big with shadow work and with just like anxiety, like with what I work with, um, because it all comes back to the same thing. Like in the end, it's just how, how can you work through this as it's coming? Because if we just say like, oh, I'll get to it like tomorrow, like I'll work through it when the time is quote unquote, mm -hmm. right. It's just builds up and gets like, it just becomes a bigger monster. And you know, also how you said about like awareness being the first step. I think once you're aware of anything, that's like half the yep. battle. And uh, it's a lot yeah, easier said than done. I broke not... it down like it was just 
you know, like, I, I don't know, a step-by-step yeah. guide. <laughs> but yeah, like, right. being aware that that's what's happening and not only being aware of it, but being aware of it in the moment <laughs> versus well after mm-hmm. the fact where, like, you have to apologize for an example to your partner. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, this was clearly coming up for me. Uh, is huge. It takes a lot of time and a lot of practice. And there's still things that, you know, I'm not perfect with, too, that I will have things come up for me and realize in hindsight that, you know, it was actually something else. And the thing that I thought was bothering me wasn't actually the thing. Um, and that's, that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly it. That's half the work. <laughs> yeah. And awareness. I preach on awareness a lot. I actually have my first episode on here was on mm-hmm. awareness because that has been like huge in my life. And like you said, when I first heard about awareness, I was like, this is too much for me. Like this is too out there. And like, ironically though, awareness is such a simple thing. Like there's like really nothing like to it, but it's so hard to wrap our like human heads around, I guess. Well, we're used to these complicated Um, like structures and systems. So yeah. And Wow. So Tara delivered a lot of information and value through this episode. This is part one of two on this topic and my interview with Tara. So stay tuned for part two, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Tara is super insightful, and she's just really has a lot of wisdom to share. If you'd like to get in touch with Tara, check her out. I will leave her website and all that information in the episode description. So look out for part two. But until then, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day, evening, morning, night, whatever time it is where you are. I hope you are feeling amazing and I will catch you on the next episode. Keep feeling the vibe.